Who would have thunk? Some of you are old enough to remember Dick Tracy. And everyone said, who would be talking to their watch as a phone? That will never happen. Or watching Star Trek as the person hands them a little pad and they sign it. Or how can you forget for you Trekkies out there when Mr. Scott returns back in time, they had to save the whales, right? And he walks into the store and the guy, he says, I need to see your computer. And the guy shows him his computer and what does Mr. Scott do? Computer. And the computer doesn't do anything, does it? And he says it again, and the guy says, you might want to try this, right? And hands him a mouse. And Scotty goes, cracks all his knuckles, and starts typing out, right? And then gave him a future thing to make some type of plastic, right? But guess what? We're there now, aren't we? But what's going on with our society? You know, it's bad when you turn on the news and hear the headlines for today. Just to give you a couple examples. Let's see here. As I pull up my computer. <laughs> right? So let's see. One of my favorite ones. Vegans, and you know who you are out there. You're going to like this one. How many of my, where are my vegans? Is she not here today? No, 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 no. Vegetarian, that's like a joke. Come on now. I'm talking vegans. I know we have vegans. Where is she? I'm sorry, say it again. Aha, there's a philosophy behind vegan. So, let me, let me, let me just read, you, you will like this, or maybe you won't. <laughs> Vegans deserve the same legal protection as religious people. <laughs> I am not making this up, this is on CNN, this is not fake news. <laughs> CNN is reporting Vegans deserve the same legal protection as religious people. UK judge rules. The UK judge ruled that it is a philosophy and therefore they deserve the same rights as religious organizations. So does that mean we now can no longer eat meat in front of a vegan? If we have a vegan present, I, I don't know what this means, but I'm a little concerned. If, you know, now we here in our congregation, now I have to give us credit. When you go down to lunch for those visitors of the first time, guess what? If you're a, if you're a vegetarian, you can eat here. If you're a vegan, I'm sorry. <laughs> we can only do so much. But if you're a vegetarian, we, we have vegetarian, we have gluten-free, 
right? We tried to be accommodating. We couldn't go to the vegan. I'm sorry. They, they, yeah, I don't know what you could eat anyway. You know, it's a, here's a tree. No, they, they right? <laughs> I make fun of vegans, but they're fine, right? But my point is, our society's changing, isn't it? What was another one I saw that really got me? Oh, this one. This is Fox News. Church announces proposal to split over LGBTQRXG, whatever, <laughs> right? Right. The Methodist Church, this is a serious thing, it, it brought up that they were going to allow um, gay clergy and to do same-sex marriages. And the only reason why it didn't pass, the majority of the churches in the U.S. were in favor of it. It was the churches that they planted overseas that they taught the Word of God to. Those are the ones that said no. We're in a changed society. We have issues we got to deal with as a body of believers. You know, it's almost not safe to come to churches and synagogues anymore. We all heard what happened this past week. The group was celebrating Hanukkah and a madman. And I say that for a reason, because it doesn't matter the color of his skin. That was, you know, and you, I'm hearing all these people on TV, oh, we got to come together. Ladies and gentlemen, we already are together. That is not the issue. There is no issue with, with that that there's a problem with. This was a madman. It doesn't matter if he was yellow, purple, red, or green. He was going to do what he did. We need to realize that there are crazy people in the world. Then we had the gentleman in Texas who had gone to the church and asked for money, and they wouldn't give him money, but they would give him food, but that wasn't good enough. And he came back and tried to make a statement. And fortunately, that church was prepared. And they were able to take him down, but he still killed two people. That's not how, you should not have to be worried about coming to a church or synagogue and worried, is there a madman in our presence? Because reality is, there probably is a madman or woman in your presence. It goes all the way back. It's in the Bible, right? The demons would go to the service. They would listen to Yeshua. He would call them out. So don't be surprised when there's, de you know, we can control them. But that we should not be afraid to celebrate our faith. We shouldn't be afraid at work to stand up for what we believe in. The word of God is very clear. Okay, there are some gray areas. I will give you that. But they're minor. Right? God's very clear about who we should sleep with, who we should marry. There is no ands, if, nor buts. You know, we've had ladies and, and gentlemen who came here of, that were gay or lesbian. We actually had one lady who was cured. She will tell you, she, she left that life. 
When she came here, did we love her? Absolutely. We love the sinner. We hate the sin. But when you come with that attitude, you can change their lives. But we cannot be afraid to stand up for our faith. And guess what? The devil is attacking us. And I normally don't get political, but I got to say something. When you hear people on TV that start blaming the president because of what he did or is doing on the situation that happened in New York with the, the guy stabbing him, that is malarkey. First of all, and I don't care if you're Republican or a Democrat or an independent, Trump has done more for Israel than any other president, period. He did more than, he, than the Bushes ever did. He did more than the Clintons ever did. And he did more than Obama ever did. He even did more than, you know what Reagan did? Reagan got smart. He just left him alone. He, he kind of just sat there and said, I support you, I'm there for you. But he tried to get, you know, they start getting involved and things start getting messed up. Because they start putting, try to put God's plan together. God has his own plan. When we're seeing people, I mean, I, I, start, I, I had to laugh at that. Because he has done more for Israel than anybody. I heard president after president say in their speeches, both Republican and Democrat, Clinton did it, so did um, the Bushes. As soon as I become president, we're moving the capital from, to Jerusalem. How many of y'all heard it? I'm not making this up, right? And what did each one of them do? Nothing. Trump did what he said. We got to start realizing that God's word is true. And you know what? In the end days, and I believe we're getting there, it's going to be harder now than it was then. There's going to be persecution. And we as the body have to be willing to stand up for the word of God. We can't be, there's nothing to be ashamed of in the word of God. It gives us equal rights. It gives us freedom. It gives us everything we need to do what God is calling us to do. And most importantly, it gives us the ability to reach to our enemies. You know what it tells us to do about our enemies? To pray for them. Because you know what? One day they're going to turn their weapons into plowsheds. Think about that. You know, I've seen a number of Arabs come to know the Lord. And not only they are not on, they're on fire for God, they love Israel. They love the Jewish people. One used to be a, 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 an assassin. That was his job. If you don't know what an assassin does, they're really good at shooting. And God radically changed his life. I love a story that he told me. He, he lives in, he actually now lives here in the States, but he lived in uh, Israel for a while. And he lived in the West Bank. He lived in Jericho. And he had schools throughout Israel, 
including in Jerusalem, where Arab and Jewish kids learned, studied, and played together and had no problems. And guess what? There was the sharing of the gospel. Guess what? His Arab brothers really don't like that. He lives right there among them. One day they, there was a tip sent over to Israel that he had done something. And in the middle of the night, they raided his house. And when they raided his house, they found an Israeli flag in it. And the soldiers brought it up to him while he was in bed, and they had guns pointing to him. And they showed him the flag and said, why do you have this flag here? And with guns pointing at him, you know what he said? I love Israel. They understand what God... There's going to be a radical change in the world one day. And it's people like us that make the difference. We can't, be, we can't go into 2020 wearing glasses. We need to have that perfect vision. <clears throat> we need to be able to go look into society and say, what's going on? You know, we have an election year coming up. I don't care who you're voting for, as long as they're pro-Israel. I don't care Republican or Democrat, as long as they're pro-God. Vote for them. Go right ahead. But make sure they're following and they're doing what you're wanting them to do. Because I have to admit, there's some, we have some wackos running for, for election this year. You know... Our society needs to, we, we as believers need to be willing to stand up and say, you know what? We can have tolerance. We don't hate the LGBT community. We pray for them. We welcome them. But don't expect me to go against the word of God. We live in a free society. Our men and women as soldiers have given up their life for our freedom. Don't forget what they've done for us. There's a lot of people who want to, you know, go into socialism. How many of you have seen socialism? I have. I've, I've done some mission work. Israel has socialism in it. Not a lot of it left. The kibbutzes was a socialist community, right? Do you know what a kibbutz is? Everyone know what a kibbutz? You know, they, they came together, and as a community, they did all the work, they split the work up, and they split all the, all the things. Reality is that worked for a little while, but now the, only the kibbutzes that are left are kibbutzes that are actually involved in capitalism. And they've become very profitable. Ahava, remember Ahava? Until just recently, it was made by a kibbutz. They just sold, they sold out to China. But they made it, it was made by a kibbutz, and, that's, and they all made their money together. Jay, my brother, is representing an orthodox, ultra-orthodox group in front of the world court. This kibbutz is brought in, they, brought, they also sued a number of religious leaders. This was the Palestinians. 
and this Orthodox group who make the watches for the Israeli soldiers, when they graduate uh, from the IDF, they're given a watch. And it has it so they can you know, do things for you know, weapons and stuff. And this is the kibbutz that makes them. And they're being brought, they're being sued. And who's doing their legal work? But a Messianic Jew. Hello? Israel has been now represented in front of the, the world court over three times by a Jewish believer. He deals with Benjamin Netanyahu directly. We're seeing things happening in Israel like never before. But we also have to be ready. Because we also heard what happened yesterday when our president took out another terrorist. And that's what he was. By the way, why do I call him a terrorist? Because President Obama marked him as a terrorist. So this was not something that, again, this is not political. He, President Bush could have taken this gentleman out. President Obama could have taken this person out. They both had opportunities. They both passed on it because they were worried how people would react. President Trump took him out. Amen. Now, you know what? Do we need to worry about how they're going to react? Yeah. But one thing I've learned with the Arab community, the only thing they respect is strength. I'll never forget, and we, we've gone to Israel a number of times. When Judy and I were in Israel one time, and I was looking for shofars to, to bring back, and we'd gone to the Arab market. That's what it's called. That's who the, it was there. Most of the Arabs live there, by the way, love Israel. Why? Because that's what they get their livelihood from. They don't have issues. The gentleman who makes our, we get the, the silk from Damascus silk that we make our garments from loves us, knows what we are, knows who we are, we're friends. We can ask questions about each other's faith. But we were in one particular shop, and the guy was going to show me some shofars. It was very quiet that day. There was really not a lot of people in the, the marketplace. It was kind of early. And when I turned, he didn't really have what I wanted. When I turned to go out, his son, who was probably 13 or 14, had put himself in a chair facing out, and you couldn't get around. These, places, these stores are very small. So I nicely asked, will you please move? And he put his hand back and goes, $5. And I reached, I, I kneeled down to his ear. I said, you move now, or I pick you up and I move you. And guess what he did? He got up, he moved, and was very nice and friendly. But that's how you had to work with them. You have to understand where their mindset is. They, they look for weakness. It's a cultural thing. Every culture has things, right? We have a bunch of islanders, right? Have them cook. You know it's going to be spicy, right? It's an islander thing, right? They're also going to be late. It's an islander thing. <laughs> 
We have a couple. They're, they're now in California. I will never forget. They asked me to redo, redo their wedding vows, right? They're already married. She was an hour and a half late to her own rededication. When her sister got married, who is here, I told her, I will do the marriage. But you got to be there on time. <laughs> I said, 20 minutes and I'm gone. <laughs> but what we have to understand is we all come from different walks of life. What I love about our congregation, and this is what makes us so special, is we all get along. There's no groups or cliques. Okay, we do have the... the Golden Girls. We do have them, but they're allowed, right? They are click, but you can just you can age into it. <laughs> but what's great about our congregation is we all get along. We all work because we all focus on the same thing. It's worshiping God. We all have the same understanding. It's not what Rabbi Scott says. It's what the Word of God says. God's what message is clear, and that's what we preach here. And you know what? In 2020 and in 2030 and in 2040, that's what we're going to continue to preach. And if we get away from it, come slap me. You have my permission. Because I don't want to get away from the Word of God. I don't want to be afraid to stand before you and preach the good news. When I started ministry, I landed in the former Soviet Union. And I'll never forget my first mission trip. We were going to, where did we go to? No, Minsk. That was a joke, guys. Never forget it. Right, we were going to Minsk, where my grandfather was from. We landed in the city they brought us into this meeting, and they said, if we go out on the streets, they're going to arrest us. And you know what the first thought went through my mind? If it's good enough for Paul, it's good enough for me. If Paul can get through it, I can get through it. Guess what? We went out and got on the streets. They didn't arrest us. We stood firm in God's word. That first night, they didn't think anyone was really going to show up to this free event of Jewish music and dance with the proclaiming of the gospel. The building held 5,000 people. 15,000 showed up that first night. They had to shut down the exit to our, the subway system because so many people had come. See, that's what makes a difference. When we go and we stand up against the enemy... Read the last chapter of the Bible. We win. We can't be afraid. There's legislation coming up about abortion this year. I think there's a good chance it can be overruled. And that's important. And by the way, I'm an aborted child. My mom could have had a legal abortion. This is when it was illegal because of her medical health issues. I was a spastic colon. That's what my mom was diagnosed with. They told her, this was back in the 60s, they said, if you have your child, 
there's a 80% chance that you're going to be put on a kidney machine. They were very hard to get. My mom had to make a decision, and dad. Obviously, you know the outcome. Don't, don't, it's not like a suspense thriller here, right? <laughs> Hold on, dear. Don't change the, the streaming. I want to see if he lived. But my mom made a choice. And not only did she have me, but God healed her. Greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. So as we look towards this year, I want this to be a year where you get up and fight. Stand up for God. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Here's the good news. If you have a problem, I know a really good lawyer. All right? So y'all really don't have an issue. And he'll do it pro bono. He's like family to me. <laughs> but don't be afraid. We got to stand up for God. Don't be afraid of what the world is going to think. Be afraid of what God's going to think. Because God, you don't want God's wrath. He can wipe out the whole world just like that and start all over again. But the Great Commission was very clear. Now go forth and share the good news to the world. We need to stand up. Y'all need to invite your unsaved friends. Some of y'all need to invite your saved friends, too. They can be more saved, right? How many of your friends are just semi They're saved because it's a social scene in their, their, their church. You know, is the church teaching the truth? Here, here's one thing I guarantee you no one will ever say about this congregation. Oh, we're not teaching the truth. Because everything we teach is from the Word of God. And the Word of God is very clear. We know how to love each other. We know how to share the good news. It's not too hard to keep God's commandments, really. I, I promise you. I know you get tempted with eating that ham, those barbecue ribs that are juicy and smell great. Wait till you have beef ribs. Oh, to die for. Judy bought a pack home. I can't wait. We're putting them in the big egg, big green egg. I'm rubbing it. Rub, rub, I'm, we, will be rub, we will be rubbing the sauce on top of it here. John, you're exactly right. But we can live God's word and let it shine through us. And you know what? We don't have to be tyrants about it. But when people see you living and walking in God's way, Guess what? They pay attention. They take notice. Dan is a great example in the back. Crazy Dan. Right? Dan is the craziest guy I know. I don't want to say how long I've known him for either. Right? He works at a company that has, the owners are Jewish. Right? 
guess who they go to to ask when the holidays are? <laughs> that speaks volumes. He's not afraid of what he believes in. And guess what? They respect him because they come to him and ask. You know, that's what it's about. It's about Miss Helen. Who did something that none of us probably ever thought about. A little man, she wanted to make sure she had a little menorah. And because it was right around the time of the holiday, she put a little Yeshua there. And guess what that did? It reminded everyone who walked in there of the miracle that God did. And those unsaved Jewish doctors walked in and took notice. Here's what I want to tell you about. How many of y'all have Jewish friends you've been trying to share with? Right? I got family members I'm still working on. They act like they don't pay attention. That is B.S. Bull malarkey. <laughs> right? That is garbage. They're watching. They're not only watching what you're doing, they're watching the internet. They're watching TV. I remember my sister, who is not a believer yet. And she was telling me about all of her friends listening to my brother on the radio. And I finally had to ask her, because all of her friends were Jewish, right? Well, guess what? My brother at the time, the only ch radio station he was on was Christian. So one day I asked her, I said, why are your Jewish friends listening to Christian music? Can you tell me why? Of course, she had no answer. One day, we, when we used to have our radio station, there was a news report. B.B. was in Florida doing one of his conferences. And the news reporter made a note of what was going on, and she made a note of a station that she was, of a show she was listening to called the Messianic Hour. They had it in quotes with, quote, Rabbi Scott. But she made a note that I was pro-Bibi. But then I'm, I'm reading her thing, and I'm noticing she talked about other things. I re-listened to that radio show. She listened to the entire show. But here was my question. Why was she listening to a Christian station? They're listening. They're watching. Your Arab friends are listening and watching. Your Buddhist friends are listening and watching. Your Hindu friends are listening and watching. We need to share what God has in us. We can't be ashamed anymore. You know, too many times believe, oh, they're, you know, why are gunmen going after churches? Oh, because they're weak. Well, guess what? We're not weak anymore. That, that guy showed it really quick. You mess with us now, guess what? We're fighting back. Why do these countries not go against Israel? And, and you know, that's one of the things we have to pray right now is the safety of Israel. Because guess what? We knocked out a terrorist. Guess who they're not? Are they going to go after the United States? Do you think Iran is going to try to go against us? 
No. They ain't stupid. But they're kind of stupid because you know what they'll try to do? They'll go against our allies and they'll go, try to go against Israel. You want to see a fighter? You send those Israeli soldiers in. I'll never forget. You know, we have Top Gun. It's the movie's coming out this summer, right? Feel the need. The need for? Right. It's coming out. You're, the music is playing in your head. I know that right now. <laughs> it's going on. You're hearing it, right? Top Gun is a legitimate thing. We have it. Israel has it. When we go over to Israel, my, our tour guide loves to remind me of how the results are. Because we do it each year with Israel. And each year, Israel kicks our butt. Not that we don't have good pilots. is that they have pilots that are actually having to do these things. They've taken our weapons and made them even better. But you know what? Israel also has our back. Iran's not going to do anything. Because they know what's going to happen. And they also see that this president isn't putting a line in the sand and saying, cross it and see what I do. He already crossed it. Reagan was the same way. Remember when Reagan came into office and there was a little spat going on? I think, who is it? Was, was it Russia or China? I forgot now. I think it was Russia, right? Or was the Ayatollah, yeah. And so what, what he did, he just sent some ships over there. That's all he did. He said, we're ready. Don't mess with us. Because you know what? Our soldiers, our men and women that fight for our country are the best. And that's what we have to stand for. So I want to encourage you in closing. This is, me, this is my 2020 message. Get out and fight. Don't be afraid. Paul made it very clear. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Because it's the salvation for everyone who believes. To the Jew first and then to the nations. We cannot be ashamed of the good news. We need to go forth and proclaim. I want to encourage you to do that now. I want everyone to bow your head and close your eyes. <coughs> Abba Father, we just come before you right now. Lord, and we thank you for this new decade. Lord, but we also thank you for opening our eyes. Lord, let us not be ashamed. Lord, let us stick to your word. For we know that is the truth. Lord, let us be willing to stand up for your word. Lord, we hate the sin, but we love the sinner. Lord, give us the strength, the encouragement we need to not be afraid. Lord, we know that you will put your words in our mouth. We ask this in your son Yeshua's precious name. And everyone said... Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. Amen.